Welcome to the snooze button. Hey, I'm Brittany of Brittany She and Sleep. I've got 99 problems, but my kid sleeping isn't one. Hey, you guys. Today, I feel like Phoebe and Friends. You know that episode where she has the cold and she has that raspy voice and she's like, smelly cat, smelly cat. And it's like way better than her usual singing because of her raspy voice. Um, she like wants to stay sick. I feel like that. I am sick. Did I get sick two days before I'm about to fly across the country with all of my children and then immediately get in a car and drive five hours to another location for like a friend reunion? Yeah. So it's awesome. Everything's great. Everything's good. Um, I'm going to set the stage for you quickly for a second here because this is the kind of conversation I've had with probably 30 clients at least, maybe 40. And it goes something like this. You are at lunch with your friend, Michelle. Let's call her Michelle. You and Michelle are at lunch. Michelle's been your best friend for years. Maybe she's even your sister. She's somebody very close to you. And yet again, Michelle is complaining about her baby or toddler's sleep. And yet again, you are thinking to yourself, she knows I worked with Brittany. She knows what a good sleeper Kayla is, another made-up name. And yet she keeps complaining and she doesn't actually change anything and it's driving me nuts and like, what do I say? I hear this kind of stuff all the time. I really hope my friend Brianna reaches out to you, but I don't know if she will. She likes to go sleep, da, 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 da. I completely get how frustrating this is, right? When you think this person has such a solvable problem, I've shared how I solved it. Why won't they just get help? And why can't they just make their life easier? I know it would help them so much. You guys have probably heard me say or use this analogy before because I think it relates so much to this conversation and like this dynamic that so many people have. You know, they say that people are in therapy to deal with someone who won't go to therapy. It's kind of like that. You can't make someone change. You can't make them change what they want. You can't make them change what they think they need. And you can't make them do something they don't want to do. So that's really hard when you're in a situation like what I just outlined, where you're thinking this is a solvable problem, but they just won't take my advice. And I will, I'll say something very bold right now that's going to raise some eyebrows. But I do genuinely believe, and I'm serious, that what I offer families would solve sleep issues for pretty much every healthy child. I mean, you know, nothing is 100%. So let's just say 99% of 99% of healthy children. But I'm not going to work with 99% of healthy children. You know why? I'm not really training children. I'm training parents, right? And parents come in all shapes and sizes. And not everyone is interested in what I have to offer. And that is absolutely okay. And you know what? Here's what I want you to know as the client who is hoping their friend comes to me, who doesn't actually want my help. I don't want to help your friend who doesn't want my help either. That's not fun for either of us, right? I want to help people who want my help. And back when I used to do discovery calls early in my business, a discovery call was like, you know, if somebody had heard about me and they, we would have sort of this complimentary like 20 minute call or where they would learn, I would tell them about what I did. I would on rare occasions talk to someone where I could tell immediately they didn't actually want my help and it wouldn't be a good fit. And I would say to them, my job is not to convince you to do something you don't want to do. I've even said that to clients if they really push back on stuff. I'll say, my job isn't to make you do something. My job is to help you if you want the help. I know how to help you, but you have to want, you have to want this help, right? The same way if somebody has a, a, you know, a drug addiction, it's like, yeah, they could get off of the crack, but they have to want to get off the crack, right? So 
I want you as the frustrated friend to know that to some degree you can't make them seek help that they potentially need, right? They have to make that decision on their own and not everyone wants to change what they're doing and that's okay. So here's what I would suggest doing instead. Let's just assume this is a friend who you haven't actually told them, hey, I know how to help you. You've kind of avoided the topic, but you really want to tell them, but they keep complaining and you're thinking they're not going to want this help. I want you to say something like, that sounds so exhausting or so frustrating. I know, you know, I was in that stage last month. You know, I totally get how you feel. I worked with somebody or I did a program. And, hey, and it doesn't have to be me. Maybe you did something else. Anybody could be listening to this. I did something that really helped me. I'm not sure if it would be your jam, but if you ever want to hear more about it or I can share the information with you, I can give you the person's name, whatever, I'm happy to. But in the meantime, I think we need to go make you some coffee, little lady, or any, we need to go get a drink or You know, sometimes people don't want you to give their feedback, give them feedback. They just want you to listen and they just want to dump on you, not in a bad way, (laughs) in a good way. They just want to vent, right? Haven't you ever been in that situation where you just want to complain about something and somebody jumps in immediately and is trying to fix it and you're like, no, I'm just having a bad day. I just want to like tell you that I'm having a bad day. I don't need you to like give me your five-step plan to fix my day. So just have that perspective. If they want help, they're going to say... Like, have you ever heard of this happening? Like, do you think it's normal? And then you can say, you know what? I used to think it was normal, but then I did X, Y, Z. And honestly, it's been life-changing. She sleeps through the night, da-da-da-da-da, right? That's your in. But until then, try to focus on just providing empathy and quiet and let them vent and ask them, what do you need? That sounds really hard. What would cheer you up? What would make you feel less exhausted? Do you want a number for my babysitter (laughs) that you can come over to your house? Whatever it is. The other thing too is I would try to remember because if you're feeling frustrated with those conversations, I would try to think about the things about this person that might make them not the type that would seek out sleep help, that they want to co-sleep, they want to nurse on demand for five years, whatever it is, that also makes them awesome. I'm thinking, you know, when I was kind of planning out this episode, I have a friend who, I mean, she's such a loosey-goosey hippy dippy whatever I uh, the type of person that you know a flight's delayed we're in the airport together and she's like oh well I guess we'll get there when we get there and she's like let's just you know hang out and she could not be more my op like I'm the one who's very tense I'm like getting I'm like I got this upgrade from Delta I'm going to call I'm going to figure out how we can get on the next plane right you kind of need all different types of people in your friend group right so there are things about being with that person that's amazing. Honestly, I would much rather be stranded um, in like Dulles Airport with that type of person who's like, let's just go to the bar than somebody who's like, oh my God, I need a Xanax and is freaking out, right? So there's things about these friends that make them amazing and special. Um, and I'm also not trying to stereotype and say that somebody who wants to co-sleep or nurse on demand for five years also is easy at the airport. I'm just giving you some food for thought because I think every personality type has things that make it harder and things that make it easier to be friends with them. And sometimes focusing on that stuff can sort of reframe how you look at that person if, if you're feeling frustrated with the conversation and wondering why they don't just make a change because they don't want to because that's not who they are. And that is absolutely okay. Different strokes for different folks. So think about what you love about them versus what you would change because that's the person I want to hang out with at the airport. You know, I bet she throws a damn good party too. So the one exception, I would say, in when you're talking about sleep stuff with somebody who's maybe very different from you or you're thinking, like, do I need to step in and say something? Safe sleep is the one place where I, I feel differently. So I've had a number of clients reach out to me, usually with a picture included, saying, 
I just saw this on so-and-so's, you know, my friend's um, Facebook or on her Instagram, or she sent me this picture of her newborn. It's almost always like a brand new baby, um, a first-time parent. And, you know, it's something that like as a sleep consultant is deeply (laughs) triggering to me, right? That's like, they're like face down, covered with blankets. They have like bumpers everywhere. There's like stuffed animals right next to their nose. They're wearing a hat. They're wearing mittens. I mean, I've seen some things where it's almost like somebody read a list of what not to do and then was like put all of it in the crib I want to do everything wrong and just see if anybody freaks out and I know that's not what they were doing but that's how bad the situation is and in those situations and I mean this applies to so many things I I heard somewhere a while ago and I I try to keep this in my head when I have the urge to give advice because as you can imagine since I spend my life giving people advice there are times where I have to stop myself in real time and say does this need to be said? Does it need to be said right now? And does it need to be said by me? If you filter your advice and your feedback through that lens, it's going to change how you respond. So with something that has to do with, I mean, I hate to say it, life or death, when it's a safe thing, it does need to be said. It probably needs to be said right now. Does it need to be said by you? I think that's the one you hold back on. Because if this is your best friend, this is your sister-in-law, this is whatever, somebody you're close with that you have that kind of relationship, then maybe it does need to be said by you. If it's someone that you're not as close with, is there somebody you could talk to that is closer to them and say like, hey, um, I just saw on Kristen's um, page, do you see this? It's making me really nervous. We're not like super close and I feel... I feel like I wouldn't be the right person to like text her and and let her know, but maybe you could. I think it's okay to say stuff like that. Like you're doing this to help somebody, right? You're not gossiping. You're not, you're not sending it being like, can you believe she's doing this? Like you're, you're coming from it, from a, a place of kindness and wanting the best for them. And if you are the person who's going to say it, I still think, please keep in mind that, you know, if you're, even if you're a few years removed from it, that when you are in the days and weeks and in months after having a baby, especially your first, you are not in the greatest place mentally, right? Even if you have no PPD, no PPA, none of it, just the amount of hormones that are surging through you, um, the amount of change that your body and your brain have, you know, overcome in, during that time, and you are probably trying to feed, you are exhausted because everyone who has a newborn is up in the middle of the night. So this is not the time to come in hot and be like, um, you can't put them on their stomach, Christine, right? I always think in situations like this where you're basically telling someone they're doing something wrong, if you can come from a place of empathy and a little bit of self-deprecation and relatability, it can go a long way. And saying something like, oh my God, she's adorable. I can't believe how big she's already gotten. She looks, you know, I can't believe it's been three weeks. Um, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I noticed in the picture that you had done like X, Y, Z or whatever. I did the same thing when Evan was born, um, but it turns out, I guess it's like not safe and, you know, like sometimes the hospitals just don't tell you this stuff and it wasn't until, and then maybe tell the story of how you found out. It wasn't until I went to my two-month checkup or it wasn't until I worked with this sleep consultant or I, um, it wasn't until I had taken this um, postnatal course or whatever that I learned all this stuff. And honestly, I have so much more peace of mind now that I know like what I'm supposed to or not supposed to do because like everyone freaks out about that stuff with newborns and I'm sure you're no exception. So anyway, um, here's what I heard you're supposed to do and it made me feel so much better and I thought I would just pass it along. It's obviously your baby and your choice, but I thought it might be helpful and honestly, I felt like such an idiot when he was born. I didn't know anything Um, and it seems like based on XYZ, you already know a lot more than me. So, you know, something like that. You don't need to speak in my exact lingo, but I think coming from a place of like, you're not stupid. You're not wrong. You're not bad. Um, I just have some information that I thought 
might be helpful for you, right? So trying to approach it as delicately as possible um, can really go a long way. So that is my small soapbox because I, I get questions a lot about what to do about friends who don't, you know, who are having bad sleep situations and they aren't seeking help or unsafe things that are happening. So I hope it was helpful. I wish I had more to talk about today because my voice sounds so great, but I have to leave. I have to go pack. Everyone wish me luck um, on this journey across the country, and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye. Loving the snooze button? Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And please leave a review. I will read it and internalize it, so make sure it's very glowing. If you're interested in working with me or learning more about my courses, head to brittanysheehan.com or follow me on Instagram at Sleep.